G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And I'm Laura. And as you can hear, we don't have Michael here today for this one, for this special Eastie Lau preview episode. So unfortunately, Mike can't make it, but we have brought in the next best person, and that is Laura, who has been covering Eastie Lau for us for Aussie Vision. Laura, you've been going through all the shows so far. You do like a bit of Eastie Lau in Estonia. What are your overall thoughts so far? Overall? Um, well, my personal overall opinions are quite positive. It's been pretty hard for them. Yeah, maybe it's been a bit of a struggle for them with COVID-19, having to keep it all in Tallinn. It feels a little bit more old school. Um, but overall, it's nice to see a lot of artists returning as well that's that's true i mean like a lot of national finals have you know they're struggling to make it work in a studio compared to how it normally is and i think the one positive as you mentioned is is the artist returning back but yeah maybe the show might not have as much pizzazz so far but we haven't seen the final so maybe they're they're holding something back maybe although that being said just judging from the semis there have been a few big standouts true there has been some really good ones but you know what we're going to start with laura we're going to start taking out some of the dead wood um these guys are great they've made the final but we've talked about this before the pod and we're going to kill off some of these ones to talk about because we don't really see them having much of a hope of winning or probably making that top three so we're getting rid of Riddell, hans nana carl killing Igor Milder, Ivo and Robert Lina featuring Supernova. But you've got a bit of an asterisk about that last one. You kind of don't want to let them go quite, do you? I do, because Ivo Lina is probably one of the big legends of Estonian music. He represented Estonia in 1996. Um, So he's a real veteran of Estonian music. Um, for the Australian listeners out there, I'd say it'd be like if Jimmy Barnes decided to enter Australia Decides. You're not quite sure how the public are going to react but he's and how the jury are going to react, but he's definitely a legend. Watch out for him. Watch out for him still. Like, that's it. Yeah, true. He could still certainly uh, figure there. And look, he did well a few years ago with the Lottery. I love that song. That was great. Yeah. So he's made the final as well, and it's with his son, so... That's always going to get a little bit of support. So, yeah, I, I can see where you're going with there. But we're still killing him. Done. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So we're going to go on to – we're going to go on and we're going to go into some of the, I guess, dark horses, some of the chances that might be there that could cause a big surprise here. And we're going to start with Sured Tudrukud with Heaven's Not That Far Tonight. Okay, so why do we have these as roughies? Um, What do you like about this, Laura? What are your thoughts? I think this is one of the most fun songs at Estilal this year. It just makes you want to get up and dance and have a good time. And additionally, their vocals were fantastic. I know they've been backing vocalists in recent years for a number of Estonian entries. So maybe it could be their time to come forward into the limelight and 
join the main stage. Yeah, I I was really impressed with a few things about them. Like, I love their vocal. I think they had probably the best vocal out of all the semifinals. Um, you're right. Like, in terms of being backing vocalists, they're very popular um, amongst the artists there. They're even doing backing um, vocals and dancing for, like, Sissy and someone else as well, which is just ridiculous that they're doing this while performing. And it's quite a fan favorite, and it's obviously a public favorite as well because they've managed to get through... Um, it is fun. They are going to get votes. And I think they've got the respect from a lot of artists because they've been such hard workers over the time. So, yeah, it could cause a surprise. I mean, I guess when we say Dark Horse, you can see them making the top three, but do they have any chance of actually taking out the whole title? I think they're in with some really, really tough competition. But I do quite do agree with what you've said. Um, yeah, Sura Tudrakud are really hard workers, Um they're providing backing vocals for Coit Torma and Sissy, which is a lot, in addition to doing their own song. Also, Coit Torma is returning the favour because he's also providing backing vocalists for, for Surad Tudrakud, and he also co-wrote their song. So there's a lot of industry heavyweights in that. Carl Killing's also on the songwriting credits. God, I mean, God, they keep things in the family over in Estonia, don't they? But I think that's a reason where there could certainly be a bit of love on both sides. But I do think um, the victory might just be a bit of a stretch. But I wouldn't be surprised to see them in that top three. Yeah, completely agree with you there. All right, well, let's move on to the next one, which is Kadri and Energy. Um, we've got that one in there. Why, why have we got that as a dark horse, Laura? Why do you think that'll do well? I know I initially wrote it off a little bit because I wasn't too sure how it was going to work live, but Kadri knocked it out of the park, I think. Her live vocals were spectacular. I like the little visual with the um, LED lights happening there, like she was in space, she was playing her piano in space. That was really cool. Um, I reckon that'll get a lot of jury love. Telemood I'm not so sure about compared to some of the other acts, but I'm sure it'll be a jury favourite. It was a jury favourite in its semi-final, so the jury could show it a lot of love there. Yeah, I agree, actually. Like, I think it reminds me, not the song, but the chances of Annette and Freddie, I think, last year, who won the jury um, with something that was a nice quality song. Like, she's there behind a piano doing something really good, and I agree, I was won over as well in the live because I just completely wrote this off in the studio. I was like, what's this again? Um, and I think she did a great job and I was compelled and I think it will get jury love. And hey, that'll get you up into that three, potentially. Um, depends how much televote comes through, of course. But uh, yeah, I think I think there will be a struggle on that televote. I think there's other bigger hitters there. So no, I, I agree with you there as well. Yeah. Um, my only complaint with her staging presentation is... It kind of felt a bit repetitive to look down at it through the camera. It kind of felt like she was using like the same three camera angles the whole time and it wasn't really sure what to focus on. Like, do we focus on the LED? Do we focus on her at the piano? Just kind of felt a bit disjointed there. Uh, budget cuts, COVID. They don't have, they can only do three angles. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, all right, so we think Kadri's got a chance, definitely doing well with the jury. Televote is the question mark there, but certainly one to watch. Could be that surprise packet that um, Annette and Freddie were last year. The other one we got down here, and I'm interested in your thoughts here because I was almost ready to rule these guys out, is Andre and Pluto with Wingman. I mean, I like the song personally, but mm. hey, they didn't make the top four of the semifinal, so why do you reckon it's a bit of a dark horse, Laura? Oh, look... 
I reckon it's going to get a lot of televote love. I don't think you should underestimate the televote when it comes to those guys. Um, yeah, if you listen to the Estonian Top 50 or Viral 50 on Spotify, as I do frequently, you hear a lot of songs that will sound like that song. Mm. So I reckon it's going to get a lot of love from the public. I'm really not sure about the jury performance. I'm not really sure their vocals were outstanding, but I don't think it's the kind of song that's really going after the jury. Um, that being said, remember in 2019 that Victor Crone came ninth in the jury vote, but still ended up in the super final and winning the whole thing. So maybe it's not all about jury love, but we'll see how hard the juries tank this one. Like, is it in ninth place? Is it in 12th place? Is it higher than that? Who knows? That's true. And if the televote comes home really strong, and I imagine for the Saturday night final, you're going to probably get more people watching who may not have been voting for them to get that top four in the semifinal. Because they got through on public vote alone for that fifth, sixth place. Um, And also I think... I think it's a good point about the jury and being able to get in there. If they can sneak their way into that final and then you get into the 100% televoting super final, who knows? I mean, I feel like the televote isn't going to be strong enough to get them there, but I think they're going to get a good result. So I can, I see why you're there. Like, I, I'm feeling like fifth kind of six for me overall, but hey, that, that makes them a, an outside chance, definitely. But yeah, mm, I don't think they'll make the three, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> um, the, f- the final sort of roughy to maybe ruffle up some feathers amongst the, the top dogs here is Sissy and Time. I love this song, I must say. Um, why do you have this as a bit of an outsider? Because again, she didn't make it in the top four either. Yeah, um, it was really unusual because I thought, like, upon first hearing the song, that that would be the song to get some jury love. She had a really strong vocal. I really liked the way her backing vocalist supported her and um, the sound just filled the stage, even though it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of staging. She managed to make it work. Um, So I was really surprised when it didn't make the top four with the combined jury and televote and it wasn't one of the initial jury favorites if I remember rightly yeah I was really surprised as well um that she wasn't a jury favorite um and that the public came for her but I'm glad that the public came for her in the end enough to get her through I think I I like elements of what she did like her voice is great um, the the backing um, group done a pretty good job. You can tell they're vocalists and not dancers, let's just say that. Um, and I think it can probably be a bit tighter, and if it is a bit tighter, then I think maybe you'll see an elevated um, jury and uh, televote score. And if she can sneak up in there, she's really likable and she's fantastic, and I just I hope she gets a good result because she deserves it. Absolutely. She nearly cracked the top three in 2019 with her previous song, Strong. I, know, I feel like I'm living in 2019. <laughs> yes. But I mean, it's, it's, there are some similarities here, and I mean, she but with if it, it was a tiebreak, I think in the end, and um, was it Victor got through? Um, she yeah. nearly knocked Victor out because if he didn't make the top three, he doesn't go to Eurovision, and we would have had Uku, and whole things would have changed um, at that point as well. So, really, really interesting. So we'll see how she goes. Um, I, she's great. I'd love to see her in um, in Eurovision one day. Me too. I reckon she'll be one to watch for in the future if she doesn't make it this year. I reckon. She might do it another year. Um, And also remember that half the jury favourites of the eight across the two semifinals, half of them got eliminated. So there is a chance that the jury could rank it higher than they initially did in the semifinals just by process of elimination. So that's something to 
keep an eye out for. Very good. That is a really, really, really good point because losing a lot of those jury favourites, it's who's going to get that jury love now. Interesting. And she's a prime candidate for that one because she's got a great voice and it's a good little um, gospel-type pop song. I like it. Absolutely. Okay, right. We've done our we've done our roughies. We're going to get into the big three now. We unanimously agreed on this top three. Um, we're going to start with Coit Tum and We Could Have Been Beautiful. Okay, that was a man himself, Koitum. He's been at Eurovision twice before, back in 1998 and 2017, infamously with Verona, one of my favourite songs. I'm literally wearing the T-shirt right now. Um, Laura, what do you think of Koit's chances with this song? I reckon he's in with a really strong chance. I reckon he has a really big fan base that will get him that telephone love. He's still got the vocals He's still got the smouldering facial expressions. He's still got the emotions. He's found a winning formula and he's going with that. He's absolutely put his best foot forward. Although with that being said, I do think the harmonies between the backing vocalist and him were a little bit off in the semis. Hopefully that can improve in the final. But if it does, watch out because I reckon he's got a really strong chance at taking it. You can't discount him. I mean, they won with Verona in when obviously a lot of people, the juries particularly, were going for um, Curly with Spirit Animal, but the public vote was so huge for him. He's very popular. Um, the song is good without being amazing, but I, I don't think this is necessarily an amazing Easty Lau. So I think there's a few with a really good shot here. And his popularity alone, his respect within the industry with the juries will be enough to get him to that top three. And I feel once you get to that top three, it's it's a popularity contest almost at that point, And he's a popular man. So he's got every chance of still taking it out. I was a little disappointed, I must say. I wasn't a massive fan of the song. I love Coit, but I wasn't a massive fan of the song. I needed to be blown away live, and I actually was a little disappointed. Um, I think the harmonies, some of the vocal elements, which is sometimes when he's hitting those high notes, he either really hits them or he's just a little bit off at times. But look, he can smash it. It does feel a little bit like Dad's come up to sing with that jacket as well. But you know what? He's about my age, so I can't speak. Um, no, he's older. He's definitely older than me, actually, quite a bit. Um, but, you know, at the same time, there's just that element of people going to be like, mm, you've had your time. Should you be going again? But definitely a massive chance there. Yeah. Um, I know he definitely stood out in semifinal one, although I would argue that that was the weaker of the two semifinals. So... Who knows? Once you get to the final, he's got some competition on his hands. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see him in the lineup of the other songs because I agree he stood out semi one, but yeah, that was that was not a good quality semi, unfortunately. Um, right, well that's Coit. We are going to move on to the next one here with his and another Eurovision performer, Yuri Putzman with Magus Malenhulia. <laughs> All 
right, well, Yuri is no stranger to Eurovision, went in 2016, unfortunately came last in his semi-final. Can probably blame the staging for that one. But I think um, I was pretty impressed with his staging for this. Um, what do you think about his chances, Laura? I was also really impressed with his staging and camera work and it just looked really, really amazing visually down the TV. So I reckon that will help his televote chances although that being said I do think he has a strong young fan base out there who really really want him to do well and have his redemption arc at Eurovision because there's no way to go but up from coming last (laughs) in the semi-final that is true that is true look when I first heard this song I was like oh this just sounds like I'm trying to be very current and very Spotify and it's just a bit weird and it just was not my cup of tea at all did not like it hated it but, wow, I was really impressed. Like, A, he did a really good vocal, challenging vocal, that song. And the staging was great. Look, I know it's just a bit of camera work and a few lights here and there, but he made the most of it. I mean, even coming back to the behind-the-camera stuff, like, you, that's outside the box. You don't normally see that stuff. So, impressive. I'd be really surprised not to see him in that top three. I think he'll get... I think you'll get a lot of jury love. I think he'll be ahead of some of the other bigger hitters in the jury. But it's about the popularity and I just don't know how other young Spotify is going to go for it but then you have Coit and you have someone else we're going to talk about soon um it's that's the kind of unknown for me but I'm really impressed and I actually think there's only two songs here that are Eurovision ready and this is one of them this could go and this could go in its current kind of format or do that live on tape and do quite well yeah um look I'll be honest the song wasn't really my cup of tea when I first heard it but he really made it work on stage and that elevated my impressions of it. Okay, well, the last person we're going to talk about um, was meant to represent Estonia last year after winning Isilau. He's back competing again. One of the red-hot favourites. It's Uku Suviste with The Lucky One. I can see What definitely one of the favorites, as we mentioned, Laura. We've got it in the top three. Tell us what do you think of this? I reckon as soon as his name was announced, I probably would have put him in the top three. But his performance also sold to me the notion that okay, I'd be happy with him at Eurovision. I'd be happy with him at the top three at Estilal. Um, he had a really big, huge almost kitchen sink staging there was a lot thrown at it a lot of chains it was really dark you got some interesting camera effects with the blurry motion um even had a pretty lady in a red dress as well and i think his vocal his vocal just keeps improving every time i've seen him in estilau and i think this was probably one of the best vocals that I've heard from him. Yeah, because I don't think he's. We don't. When you think of Uku, I don't think you can go, "Wow, supreme vocalist." <laughs> but he's he is getting better, and he's definitely trying. And look, he he does connect well down the camera. He is very popular. I agree. Kitchen sink staging is the right way to describe it. There was a lot like thrown, and when you say thrown, literally thrown chains at him. Um, I didn't like the blurry effect thing. Um, there was a couple of little graphic stuff. Was lightning or 
something, I think. Yeah, there was lightning. Um, So look, I think there's a bit of money behind it. They definitely have a full package there. I just think it needed some, it needs some smoothing out definitely for the final. Uh, I'd be very surprised that this wouldn't make the top three. Um, Obviously we'll get a lot of um, public love. He's very popular. He won last year with 68% of the vote in that final um super final with three and i actually didn't think he was i wasn't even sure if he was going to win so that's a huge percentage but you um in the semi-finals jury wise he didn't do good did he no he wasn't in the top four of the jury mm. which i found really really interesting he did eventually get through in the combined vote in the first four but in the initial four jury favorites he his name was not in that list and i found that Quite interesting, but again, as I said with Victor Coronet, it doesn't really matter if you have a strong enough televote, which I think he definitely has a really strong televote. Yeah, I agree. Look, he's he's going to get a huge televote. I'm sure it'll improve the performance and he'll get a solid enough jury score, I imagine. He, he will be in that three. Like That would be a huge shock if he didn't make that three. And once he's there, as we mentioned, it does become... I feel more of a popularity contest than actually which is the best song, unless someone does really badly, because they're probably, you know, uh, I think maybe Coit probably has a weaker song, in my opinion anyway, um, but he's very popular at the same time. So the three solo males in Estonia going up. So this they do look to be the ones to beat here. So we are going to wrap up with a bit of a prediction, Laura. Who's going to be in that three? Who's going to win? I think the final three will be Koit uh, Tomet, Uku Suviste and Yuri Portsman, the three solo men with huge fan bases, all of whom have technically had songs for Estonia, although Uku has one thing going for him, and that is that he didn't get the chance to perform it on the Eurovision, perform his song on the Eurovision stage. And I reckon there'll be fans watching at home He'd be really, really keen to um, give him his chance. I think it's a good, it's a good point. So, do I take from that one that you're predicting Uku to take out the title? Absolutely, I think Uku will smash it and take out the title. He may not be top in the jury, but I reckon he's got so much televote love out there that it'd be really hard to not see him do well in this particular format. Well, I have to pretty much agree with you there. Look, Koit, uh, Yuri and Uku should be in the top three. If there was one to sneak in there, um, it could be Sured Tudrakud, but you know what? I have to keep with those three because I just can't argue another one in to beat one of these three. Could be Yuri if anyone's going to drop out. But overall, I'm covering my bases too many there. Uku is going to take out the title. I think he'll get to that top three. And someone had to have a supremely better song and package to beat that redemption story. And no one does. You could argue one may be slightly better. You could say he's slightly better. But if they're all about the same, that story's just too strong. And he's going to take this out comfortably. But that's what I said about Kano in Norway. And look how that one turned out. So who knows? It, things are always full of surprises. Okay, so... it. Easty Lau finals happening next Saturday in Europe. It is Sunday morning here in Australia. It'll be very early in the morning. Watch out on our socials or our website for details on what times it'll be in your state or territory or overseas country, wherever you are around the world. 
Thank you so much for joining us today, Laura, and thanks so much for covering uh, for Estonia this time around. And uh, I hope you enjoy the final next week. Thanks so much for having me, Dale. It's been a pleasure. All right, guys. Well, we'll catch you all later. See you later. See you later.